In this podcast, I'm going to briefly tell you about the many benefits of dance for children and their motor development. I came into the world of presenting dance workshops just late last year when one of my amazing followers asked me whether I could talk about child development for her and her dance teachers. When I first looked at dance, I was a little girl being pushed to dance by my dance mum. I had the the traditional dance mum who stood up in front of everyone, knew all of the dance moves, made dancing all about her. So I was really reluctant to do anything to do with dance as I became an adult. I was even more reluctant about dance when my daughter Isla asked me last year to get involved in dance. She wanted to dance because her friends did and I put it off for quite a while because being pushed into being a dancer and having makeup on and wearing pretty dresses, I just couldn't do that to my daughter. I never thought that I would be a dance mum but here I was late last year helping my daughter Isla get ready for her first ever dance concert and I kept asking her, are you sure you want to do it? You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Are you sure you want to do it? And sure as anything Isla loved it she loves everything about dance she can't wait for term one this year to start up again so when I was asked to do a dance workshop I thought look why not I now see it from two different perspectives I see it from a motor development perspective and all the benefits it gives to children but I see it from my daughter Isla's perspective and what it's done for her confidence and done for her ability to stand up on stage has been amazing so I am now officially a dance mum and I wanted to share what I see through just a quick podcast for you. So I'm going to start you at in a two-year-old kinder ballet class as an example. Two-year-olds come in, they traditionally have their mum or their dad come in with them to their class. They would hopefully be able to mirror the movements that mum or dad does. So for example, mum or dad stand on one foot, little two-year-old is able to, holding their parent's hand, stand on one foot. That's a great achievement for a two-year-old. Two-year-olds, we also want to be able to mirror the teacher. So if the teacher moves to the left, we want the baby or the toddler, sorry, to move to the right, mirroring the teacher. What we want to then progress from when it becomes two-year-old to three-year-old class is it's a big transition. Typically, when there's a three-year-old class, three-year-old comes to the class without their mum or dad. So it's all those social skills that we start to bring in. And also when we come into the three-year-old class, we want to start to develop more fundamental movements. We want to be able to understand our own body better without having to mirror our teacher so much. And it's in those three-year-old classes that we start to see whether children have done a lot of physical activity and a lot of active play, or whether we have children who really have never been exposed to it before. And it's not a bad thing if you have a child come into your class and they are struggling with every activity that you're providing them. What I see in that moment is I see excitement for neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to learn a new movement. And if you have a child who is a complete novice and making lots and lots of mistakes, I celebrate that because those mistakes will become progress and they'll start to develop those skills that they're working on through your dance class. In a three-year-old session, we want to start doing things where we're jumping with both feet. We start by jumping with both feet on the spot and then we then want to be able to jump with both feet as we move forward. So one activity that lots of kinder teachers and ballet teachers do is they might put hula hoops in a row and they jump with two feet from one hula hoop to the next. What we're looking at is those children who are three who are leaping, so one foot leaping from one hoop to the next versus children who are jumping with two feet at a time from one hoop to the next because we can't develop all of our motor skills if we don't have the foundation first. 
So I'll go back a, back a little step. When we learn how to jump or to leap or to skip, we start with being able just to jump on the spot. Just being able to jump with two feet on the spot. When you have a little toddler, you'll see them. They'll sort of gallop on the spot. They'll lift one foot off at a time on the spot. That's great. We want to encourage that, but we then want it to become two step, two feet at the same time. We then, from there, kids will naturally leap forward. They won't go from jumping on the spot to jumping with two feet forward. They will naturally leap forward one foot at a time. To get them to jump with both feet forward, we need to help them, usually with a visual cue or a verbal cue. What that means, a visual cue would be something like a strip of masking tape, a hula hoop, something that they see and they know that when we get to the edge of the hula hoop, we're going to jump with both of our feet forward. The verbal cue is when I say jump, we're going to jump with both of our feet forward. And they're developing, obviously, this from the start of your sessions where they've learned the word jump as they jump on the spot. And now they're learning the word jump, but we're jumping forward. You're probably wondering, why is this so complicated? Well, if you think about it, we learn how to walk. And what happens when we walk is it's very automatic. It's a very rhythmic movement. We are just putting one foot in front of the other and the both feet are doing the same movement. It's just the timing's a little bit different. Both feet will hit the heel at the start. It'll propel us forward by using the big toe. It's left and right foot is doing exactly the same thing. It's just that the right foot goes first and the left foot has a turn while the right foot is resting. But if we look at things like jumping forward, we have to teach the body something that it hasn't done before. We have to teach the body that the left foot and the right foot now have to work together as a team. It's very complicated. We also need to teach children to go from jumping to skipping. Skipping is a really important part of dance. And unfortunately for some, it's the most complicated part to be able to teach a children to teach a child. To get from jumping to skipping, we have to then learn hopping. Now, we most, most of us think, well, if we can jump, it should be pretty easy to hop. Well, not really, because if we look at hopping, hopping requires our left and our right foot to do something different at the same time. So to hop on your right foot, your right foot has to hit the ground, bend your knee and push your body up from the ground. Your left foot has to keep itself off the ground the whole time while you're trying to hop. Two different movements for two different feet. Skipping is very much the same. To be able to skip, one foot is hopping, pushing the body weight up off of the ground, while the other foot is waiting for its turn to step as the body moves forward. That foot then has a hop, while the other foot takes its time to step. It's a very... It's a very complicated motor movement that unfortunately children take a long time to get. But once they get it, they have this fantastic ability called bilateral coordination. Now, what bilateral coordination means is you're able to do two movements on two different sides of the body at the same time. Once we develop bilateral coordination, it helps children to be able to, for example, spin on the spot. Because when we spin on the spot, our right foot is spinning while our left foot is keeping itself off of the ground. We also need bilateral coordination when we're learning how to coordinate our feet for ballet, as an example. 
So when we get children to sit upright with their legs out straight in front of them and we get them just to point their right foot but keep their left foot still and then point their left foot and keep their right foot still, that requires bilateral coordination because both feet are doing a different function. We also call that skill where we're having our legs out in front and just pointing our toes one at a time, we call that an isolated movement. The importance of isolated movements is if you look at when we're learning how to dance, the expression of our hands and the position of our feet is really complicated because when we look at the neurology of our body, so the neurons that our brain uses to send messages to our body, when we look at that, our hands and our feet are the furthest distance away from our body. So they're the last things that we really learn how to coordinate well. You can see that in a child who's learning how to write or learning how to peel stickers off of a piece of paper. You can see that when children are learning how to tippy-toe and learning how to isolate their foot movements. And it's very important for children to develop those skills because we're going to need isolated movements for things like doing up our own zipper, opening our own jam jar, being able to dip our toe in the water and walk across sand and all those sorts of amazing things. So the thing I love about dance is it develops the gross motor foundation. It develops the jumping, leaping, galloping, skipping, but it also develops the importance of isolating our movements and moving them in a very specific way. The third thing that I love about dance is what it does for children's balance. Now, when we look at balance, and you'll see there's a podcast all about balance on my Play, Move, Improve podcast, but when we look at balance, there's three systems to balance. Three systems that allow us to balance are our eyes, our inner ear, and our feet. And that inner ear system is called the vestibular system. And when we spin or when we put our body upside down, when we roll around on the floor, when we turn our head suddenly, it's giving our vestibular system a huge amount of information about our body, about how far away our friends are from our body, and whether we're upright or whether we're upside down. And it's these movements which I find are fundamental for children's balance, their learning, and their motor development. The other part of balance, the other part of balance that I love and why I love dancing is traditionally when we see dancing for kinder kids, they come in bare feet. Now, when we come in bare feet, we feel our feet through the floor, and that's the that's the information that our body needs to be able to understand balance. In dance, we also get lots of information through our feet because we're taking our body in such different positions. One minute, we're tippy-toe walking. The other minute, we're putting lots of pressure through our heels. The other minute, we're spinning our body on the tips of our, on the tops of our feet. So dance is not just about teaching rhythm and timing and musicality. Now, that is all fantastic, and I could talk about that for another two hours on its importance for literacy But what I love about dancing and what this podcast is hopefully raising awareness for you is the importance of development and those fundamental skills, number one, those isolated movements, number two, and the fantastic ability to improve children's balance, number three. So I hope you've enjoyed this really quick snippet about the benefits of dance. And please come and follow me on our social media channels on Facebook at Play, Move, Improve or on Instagram at Robin Papworth. And if you'd love for me to run a workshop at your dance studio, feel free to let me know as I've really become excited about sharing my passion for child development in the world of dance. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day.